Hi, I'm Lizzie. And I'm Jeanette. Welcome to Oh, oh My Geekers. Today we have a guest. Uh, my dad and, and my mom's husband, Gabe Thrasher. Hello. <laughs> Hello, wife. <laughs> Hello, child. Today we're gonna, sorry. Today we're going to talk about Pixar's rules of story structure. We are huge fans of Pixar, so we're gonna um, we're gonna do kind of a rapid fire uh, session here, right? <laughs> okay, let's start let's off. See. All right, let's let's go to Zeke. Zeke, uh, what are we going to talk about today with uh, Pixar? Pixar's rules of story structure. We're not going to get through all of Pixar's rules because there's like 22. We're just going to do about 15, five for each movie we're doing. We're going to be reviewing Toy Story, Ratatouille, and Wally. -E. Okay, before we get started, I just want to ask each of you guys, so let's start with Gabe. What is your favorite Pixar movie? My favorite Pixar movie is Wally. -E. Wally, why yes, Wally? I like Wally um, because I like sci-fi, and and so that you know robots in space that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I also like the fact that through the first probably thirty minutes of the movie, there's no dialogue, and I think that's really creative and hard to do with a child's cartoon. Well, maybe not a child's cartoon. It was, you know, more of a movie. But it for them to do that coming off of Cars and Bugs Life and Toy Story and Ratatouille, I think that's kind of cool. And what's interesting about that is that nowadays uh, cartoons are so fast-paced. Yes. Um, uh, as opposed to even the older Pixar movies where uh, we thought those were fast-paced back in the day. And now looking back, they're very um, nostalgic. Of, like Phineas and Ferb, for example, it's so fast. Like in five minutes, it seems like they've told thirty minutes of story. So yeah, it could be information over, or it could be uh, overstimulating, in my opinion, when a cart when you're watching a cartoon and and they're it's so fast paced that you kind of miss the storyline. Um, and that's why Pixar movies are are such. Um, uh, a favorite of everybody's is because of the storyline. It's there's some tear jerkers and they're very creative. Uh, Zeke, what about you? What's your favorite Pixar movie? I have the same opinion as Dad, and mostly for the same reasons. So you're a Wally -E fan. Wally -E fan. Okay. Well. So why don't we do something different with top five? Oh, top five. Top three. Sorry, okay. five is a bit much because. I have my own theory about Pixar that I'll share later, but top right. three, starting with Jeanette. Okay, top three. Uh, from f the very first one that I think I felt uh, like I I could relate to was um, uh, Ratatouille. And I think what I like about Ratatouille is uh, the main character. Well, wait, there's two main characters, right? There's the rat. And then there's... Linguini. Uh, okay, I never know his name. I just know him as like the red-headed nerd of the movie. But, um, but I do, when I'm watching the movie, I know who he is. So I like him because I feel like I can relate to him. I feel like 
just my personality type is is linguini. I feel like on the job site, I was him. That was me, like tripping over everything and everybody getting like mad at me for not knowing the menu and all this crazy stuff. So, <laughs> so I like that part. And then just all the, oh, it's just such a good movie. So let me um, go to the next one. Number two for me would be Incredibles uh, part one. Um, I feel like probably every mom could relate to Alaska girl. And, you know, she's, she's got, you know, two different lives going on, like, you know, but then she has to maintain like her sanity and all that. So, um, and then my favorite part is when she was walking past uh, her reflection and she looked at her backside and was like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. See, that's why I like Pixar is because I can completely relate. And then it's so funny when, um, what's the black dude's name that, uh, Frozen? Frozone. Frozone. I like where he's like, where's my super suit? I mean, who doesn't know that line? Everybody knows that line. And so it's an iconic uh, movie in my opinion um, and then I really really have a toss-up between Bugs Life and Toy Story um, I mean I like Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 um, and even 4 all wrapped up in 1 so and Bugs Life so I'll lump those all into 3 and I can go on and on about that but we might be here forever so Zeke uh, I think favorite would be I said Wally. Uh, second favorite would be probably Ratatouille again. It it just gets like how cooking is an art and not just food, like manufactured food, and it gets like I like the character of Anton Ego. He's he's like a good sort of. I would say maybe anti-hero, I believe. He's not really an antagonist. The little chef guy is the antagonist. But, like, Anton Ego has this sort of... Ego. <laughs> <laughs> this ego until he takes the bite of the ratatouille and he's like... Spoiler alert. <sighs> Number three. That, that one's kind of a hard one I would have to probably say I would probably have to say I'll just go with Monsters Inc. It's just like it's just like funny and it's a very interesting idea because mo it, it most fantasy stories and yes I, I believe that monsters Inc could be arguably in the realm of fantasy that there there are some elements that make it sci-fi but it is fantasy but most fantasy stories they have the character they go from the if portal fantasy meaning going from ordinary world to the monster 
Uh, no, like Narnia, like going through the wardrobe and coming out the other side and it's Narnia. Most of them have, most stories have the point of view character as a, as a human from the ordinary world. But in this one, it has the point of view character as someone from the special world. So we get the ordinary life and then we see the viewpoint of what if someone from another world came into your world. I, I like that. I th I'd say Monsters, Inc. is a really good movie. I, I, I think it's super clever, all the little things like Harryhausen. If you don't know who Harry, if you don't know who Harryhausen is, you should Google him. Um, this is about the cool thing about Pixar not to interrupt but I have to um, is that I love uh, all the just quotable the, the yeah the quote of where you could quote about, quote things like if you and I went on a date and like we were having an argument I would be like sushi you think this is about sushi <laughs> I don't know okay so for me Wally number one uh, number two would be Toy Story 3 I think Toy Story 3 is probably one of those perfect tearjerkers. <laughs> as far as a storytelling is like concludes a trilogy and I could I could say that they could have very well ended the whole Toy Story that that part of the franchise and it would have been perfect. Like that ending would have, was kind of ideal, but Toy Story Four was good though. Toy Story Four was good. It was it was okay, but it was unnecessary, in my opinion. It just it, it was it it was a good story. It just was it didn't it didn't need to be told. Kind of like uh, Last Jedi, but that's a whole another that's a whole another another podcast, a whole another series of podcasts. Series um, like maybe twenty series. Yeah, um, yeah, um, and then I think. That um, I really like Incredibles, the first one. Mm -hmm. I think it's introducing that that whole world is is really cool. And I remember when I when it first came out, I wasn't really too excited to see it. Superheroes, I, yeah, because it was superheroes, and that's just not my thing. But after watching, I was like, man, this is really done well, and, and it's pretty pretty cool. And Brad Bird's a really good director. Yeah, he's actually, he's one of my favorites. I think that's whichever one. He did Ratatouille. And yeah. he did uh, The Incredibles. Yeah, I've watched documentaries on him. Yeah, I guess he's pretty intense. He's intense, but he, he wants it to, he's a perfectionist. perfectionist yeah. yeah. If you look at Iron Giant, which could be an entirely other episode, that's a really well-made. That is, that's an iconic movie, yeah, in my opinion. Really good. But. Anyways, Zeke, moving right along. Sorry, that was a little. That's okay. Segue. I liked it. You should leave in the comments. Leave your favorite three Pixar movies, and maybe the reasons why to get some conversations going. So, so, Pixar's rules of storytelling. Pixar once released some of the rules they follow when writing a story. And so we're going to go through through five for each movie we're going to be reviewing. 
starting with Toy Story. And one of the first rules is once upon a time there was blank, every day blank, one day blank, because of that blank, until finally. How is that a rule? I mean, so you're basically... You put in the blanks. So if you were writing a story, you would use that as a template for like an outline. Okay. So once upon a time there was... Woody. Woody. Every day. He was the, the favorite toy. Yeah, the favorite toy. One day, Buzz Lightyear comes <laughs> along. Because of that... They get lost. They get lost. Until finally... They hug and make up. Right. They become friends. <laughs> so so if I were writing a story, I could actually use the uh, template yeah. for Pixar. For your own story, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So once upon a time, there was a dog named Ray. Then one day, oh no, every day, <laughs> she's adored and worshipped as the top dog. <laughs> then one day, Blondie comes in the mix. And because of that, she becomes depressed. Until finally she dies. Oh no, I, I was going to say until finally she just gets used to it. That's sad. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Those are our dogs, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Ray and Blondie, they're characters. So, so Gabe, why don't you go with number two? Okay. What is your character good or comfortable with? And then throw the polar opposite at him. What is oh, it? that's very good. See? What is that supposed to mean? So what is your character good or comfortable with? Uh, so in Toy Story, um, Woody being the main character, he's good at... Um, he's, he's, Lassoing. Oh, well, oh. He's, he's good he's at, at rounding up yes. all the toys and mm -hmm. everyone looks up to him as yeah. the leader. And he's comfortable with that. He's, yeah. That's his life. That's, you know, what, you know. What he's um, known for is just being popular, popular. And, and an organizer, and, organizing people. And he organizes people. everyone. And then the polar opposite is Buzz Lightyear. And Buzz Lightyear is um, oblivious. kind of oblivious. <laughs> and um, I guess is almost, yeah, he is kind of the polar opposite. Well, because you have uh, the cowboy, cowboy, cowboy and then you have and space. The, and then the space hero. Toy. But so, they kind of have the similar attributes though because they're, they're, they're both, both law they're both egotistical mm -hmm. they're both kind of in their own world and mm -hmm. they're both good at wrangling yeah everyone they're together. both popular basically they're both popular but um oh and i missed this it says challenge him and then how does he deal with it so so you, you throw buzz light ear at the character okay so that's the polar opposite and then you challenge him to deal with which it. buzz Lightyear kind of challenged him at every point not directly, but kind of indirectly. Mm -hmm. And then how does he deal with it? Well, Woody freaked out. <laughs> so, which yeah. makes it interesting and yeah, fun but, for a viewer to watch. Or, but the or cool listen. thing, how he deals with it, is that he actually humbles himself and realizes that... At the very end. Yeah, towards the end. And then that's when, um, you know, both of them are humbled. Right. That's how they actually deal with it. And they actually realize... Oh, it wasn't so much uh, Woody, but it was, um, what's his name? Uh, 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 Buzz. Buzz, where he realizes that he's Mrs. Nesbitt now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so Zeke, why don't you go with number three? Number three, give your character opinions. A character being passive or malleable is easy for you as a writer, but poison to your audience. What is that supposed to mean? So... 
Give us an example. I think, I think it means make your character a gray character, like neither really good nor neither really bad. Not a saint or a mwahaha villain. Mm-hmm. He he has opinions. He's like Woody's not evil. He just well, I think also too it means that. You don't. You want them to have a defined character. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to just kind of be like ho oh, hum, going through life. Like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be interesting for any of the character. I think all of the characters in Toy Story have very defined personalities. Like Rex, he's a dinosaur, but he's super scared of everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's just oh, I'm just a dinosaur dinosaur for dinosaur sake. He's actually got like a pretty defined personality. Same with the potato head guy. He's very strong-headed. and I understand what it says. Give uh, a character being passive or malleable. I'm not sure what malleable means. It's easy for you as a writer, but is poison to your audience. Because no one wants to watch someone that's that's passive. They, they want So you want them to have a strong... Have some sort of a strong personality. Is that what it means by give your character's opinions? Right. What is... Uh, give an example for... If you wanted to give your character... Use a Pixar uh, character. Well, I mean, look at the look at the uh, potato head. He had a very mm-hmm. he likes Woody, but he mm-hmm. also kind of like pokes at Woody, mm-hmm. and he's the loud mouth um, in the in the series. Like he's always mm-hmm. kind of the he's always poking at Woody and mm-hmm. kind of making fun of him, and he's an instigator, and you come to expect that from him. Like you're mm-hmm. you're like oh you know once potato head gets in the in the scene there's gonna be a wisecrack or some sort of like something that's going to poke at either so as a Woody writer, or Lola So has. as a writer, let's let's use Bugs Life. So let's use a different Pixar movie. If um if I were to give my character an opinion in in that movie, what would be the opinion for uh well, look at Hopper. Mm-hmm. He wasn't passive. Mm-hmm. He knew what he wanted. You have a character that knows what he wants. He wants the mm-hmm. food. He wants to be in charge. He wants to. But not every rule character is is and that you, way in Bugs Life. Correct, but but those are minor characters. Like your main characters have to have something that's driving. Them okay, who's the forward. opposite main character? Would be uh, Flick. Flick. He wants to be accepted. He wants mm-hmm. to be involved. He kind of wants to be the hero, but and an inventor. Yeah, but he can't because mm-hmm. he's so out of the box that mm-hmm. the rest of the colony can't deal with him. But mm-hmm. you know but he's not where passive. he's coming from. He's not passive. He's not, he's a he's not just kind of like, yeah, he's not like, just doing his thing. He'll jump off of a and, building if you, right, to if you follow his dreams. Right. And so that's what makes that character, those characters, okay. really interesting. Malleable. But if they weren't, uh-huh. if they were just uh, very easygoing not gonna cause problems not gonna give their opinion then mm-hmm. no what one no one's gonna malleable like clay like it could be formed oh okay you know you want them to, have you a want strong... them to already be kind of defined as oh. a, you don't want to yeah they're going to go through their arc their character development mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end of the story but you don't want them to be so just willy-nilly that um that it's boring to you know this is really helping me with my book by the way um, so Quint- let's go on to number five. Um, oh, I are we on number four? number four? Okay, number four. If you were uh, your character, if you were your character, how would you feel? Honesty lends credibility to unbelievable situations. So 
Zeke, if you were your own character, you would feel, you would want to know when you're writing a book, how would I feel? How would I go through that? That's why I think Pixar does so good um, because everyone can relate mm -hmm. to the, you know, the sure. like in the movie Cars, you know, uh, let's just think, I don't know why all of these characters are just, I can't. Well, they're very human mm -hmm. and I think that's why people identify with them so well is mm -hmm. because, you know, that everyone can relate to rejection mm -hmm. or they could relate to. Well, with Cars. Right. What happens, you know, in the beginning, he's like the big shot. Failure. It's a lesson in yeah. failure and not giving up. So, you know, mm -hmm. everyone knows what it's like to fail at something. Mm -hmm. Doc failed yeah, at something. Yeah, but like Lightning McQueen and Doc were like at the top of their, mm -hmm. their um, game in life. Like they had risen to the top. but And then they had uh, a lot of pride about their achievements but both of them had a lesson in humility and what it meant to slow down in life. And so I guess that relates to um, everybody on a personal level. Like it could relate to like a mom and a dad who are just working for the, you know, for that dollar, you know, and then they leave their kids kind of on the sidelines and then they come back to reality. It could, you know, uh, be uh, somebody that really is well off and they think that they're all that and a bag of chips. And then, you know, something happens to them like they might get in an accident and not be able, have the mobility of their, their legs anymore. Um, or their, I mean, I, there's so many different. It could be, yeah. Yeah. It could be anything. Relatable. Loss, relatable. Just, yeah, anything. And I think life. that's, I'm not saying that uh, people who, um, you know, who are younger, who write or, um, less of a writer but I do believe that the older you are the more experiences you have to write about um go ahead Zeke yeah and Toy Story it's an unbelievable situation like toys coming to life but of course if we were a toy and we were the favorite of course we would feel uh cheated or rejected rejected if we if a new toy came into the mix because we know how it feels when like that new that new player on the team comes in mm -hmm. and he's a better catcher or thrower or whatever they do in baseball that's a really good point even in the uh, christian realm you go to church you're serving you're kind of the big man on campus and you know everybody's looking up to you and then you know, some young whippersnapper comes in and they're the new wine that comes in and the old wine skin and has to finally move over and say, hey, I need to let other people come in and join in serving together. And you could either, you know, be like a Pharisee and just get all mad and be like, look at these young people in their skinny jeans and tattoos <laughs> and this and that. You know, like, this is my world, you know. I will not share it with an infant. <laughs> and so that was a quote from what, Zeke? Jesus is Nazareth. We should do one on that. That would be cool. Okay. So number five. Rat Coinc Coincidences <laughs> oh. that get characters in trouble are great. Coincidences that get them out of trouble is cheating. Ooh. What does that mean, Gabe? Yikes. Um... So no one wants to 
Oh man, how do you explain? Give this? an it's example. Like, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Is think, there a like, Pixar movie? Yeah, in, in in Toy Story, there's there's a coincidence that gets Wo- them in trouble. Woody Woody wants to get rid rid of Buzz just for a little bit. He wants to push him out of the window. Out of no, not, well, not out, of the, out of the window. He <laughs> wants to push him under the desk so that he could go to the he could go arcade to the with... arcade. Right. But the coincidence is, is that he's pushed out of the window instead. So now he has to go save Buzz in order to save himself. And then they end up both lost. Now it would be a weird thing if they just coincidentally got picked up and ended up, you know, back at home safe. But instead, the fun of the story is they get picked up by Sid. Mm -hmm. And you know that that guy is dangerous and they could, one of them or both of them can end up blown up or you know set on fire or something so the cool thing about this uh rule of story structure is that um uh that coincidence that gets them out of trouble is cheating and that's true because you're basically not giving the reader or the viewer in this case because they're movies time to uh build off of uh what was i gonna say i just well you're not giving the the viewer an opportunity to feel emotion because if they just coincidentally get picked up by the mom and end up Mm -hmm. back home it's not fun movie's over movie's over yeah Yeah, there's no fun there there's no emotional yeah the adventure the adventure that's what i was gonna say for that's what i was gonna say it had totally flew out of my mind so coincidence a coincidence that gets your character into trouble are great and why because when they get in trouble that's when the adventure truly starts and so you're basically developing you know a uh, uh, conflict for them and um you need a resolu- uh, uh is it resolution you need a resolution for that contract uh, conflict contract uh so the coincidence that oh wow all of a sudden they're out of trouble then you don't like you said you don't have it's a not story fun. yeah there's no fun in it mm-hmm. um, so let's go on to ratatouille and we're going to go through rapid fire these rapid fire questions so admire characters for attempting more than what their successes have been so what exactly does that mean Gabe? i think that remy R- remy um and, and linguini, linguini they're, they try, right? And it's not necessarily that they succeeded or failed, but that they tried. Mm-hmm. Their attempt at something is part of it because you don't always get the outcome in real mm-hmm. life that, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. If, and if the, if the story always ends on this, because in the end, what happened? The business closes down. You know, yeah, Remy becomes this, you know, great chef, right, in the end. But then everything kind of gets reversed and, you know, everything closes down. And well, we were talking about this. Out. We were talking about this the other day. When somebody has a success story, it doesn't seem so much like, you know, a, a, a like, heart. It doesn't pull at your strings unless this person came from kind of a bad mm-hmm. background like maybe um, from poverty to and they and they worked really hard and they, the all odds were against them mm-hmm. and then and then all of a sudden they have a bachelor's or a master's or whatever when all odds were against them and but then it's more fun 
Yeah, it's more to here. It's better of a story. Yeah, it's an underdog. The underdog, you know, somebody that you know gets you know into um, you know sports, and if they were rich, you know, and they had everything going for them, uh, not that that's wrong, but you know, somebody that maybe has gone through um, you know like a single parent home and all that, and then all of a sudden they become like a basketball star. You know, and they get to share their um, experience with everybody. They they get to share with people who say, "Well, I could never be become that." Um, they were, and I think that's a good. It's easier to relate to. Yeah, I mean, Jesus could have been a, a rich king, you know, mm -hmm. and been born into like this royal family in Israel, but instead he came as you know poor. Mm -hmm. a poor person rejected poor family and so he can relate to the majority of planet earth because mm -hmm. the majority of the planet mm -hmm. is in poverty or in some sort of struggle mm -hmm. and so that's you know number two keep in mind what is interesting to you as an audience not what's fun as a writer so you're always keeping your audience and engaged mm -hmm. yeah, they could have done a bunch of other things in ratatouille but yeah they chose a rat <laughs> of all things <laughs> mm -hmm. you know could have been a cat but that's not as fun one thing that's always interesting as an audience is food there i mean you could relate to everyone when it comes to food so and they wanted something something that was cooking think food. about it too think about think about the fact that what is most hated at a restaurant rats rats <laughs> so that's you know that's the genius of that story too mm -hmm. is and that now you have a rat making food that looks good <laughs> so it's like you're taking something that's completely Polar, yeah. absurd and yeah. what you would it's not it's an oxymoron yeah almost an oxymoron okay and then uh with anton ego like what what's the worst thing for a chef what could happen besides the health inspector coming <laughs> that what's the worst thing that can come into your restaurant it's a food critic right mm -hmm. that's out to destroy restaurants yeah. yeah and it gives you that intenseness like what's going to happen number four when you're stuck make a list of what oh we already oh three sorry we're on three go ahead uh, zeke read that simplify focus combine characters hop over detours You'll feel like you're losing valuable stuff, but it sets you free. So what does that mean, Zeke? It means just edit your story and edit your characters to a way that will speed the story up. Like, you may feel like, oh, I'm losing... I'm losing all this, these great characters and these great storylines, but actually it makes the story too long and you have to deal with more characters than you need so for me i have a trouble with that because when i'm writing a novel i want to put as much content in there as i possibly can but then i feel like i'm you Being know weighed down by it yes and it, yeah they yeah. always say so that whatever that's a balance whatever um isn't moving the forward the story forward get rid of it yeah they, they had gusto in the early drafts and he was alive but that was kind of weighing them down right so they got rid of gusto he was large they got rid of gusto but 
of course, they simplified him to be like this little Ghost. shoulder angel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Ghosto. Right. Well, and then also, I think there, when you are writing a story, I think this is why uh, writing clubs and are... And you never see the wife. Or you never see the girl, uh, Linguini's mom. Yeah. She's only referenced in the yeah. letter. Yeah. When they could have like added this long backstory with uh -huh. Gusto and the mom and Linguini wow. as a kid. They just get right to it, which is cool. Well, so your imagination can fill in all And I'm things. almost positive that it takes a small village to help you write a book. But maybe I'm wrong in that because um, I haven't really met a whole lot of people who've written books. But Number anyway. four, when you're stuck, make a list of what wouldn't happen next. More often than not, the material that gets you unstuck appears. You don't know what to do, so what you make a list of is what you don't want to do, and then that will narrow down your options uh, of what you Yeah, it's kind of like do. writer's block. If you have writer's block and you're not sure how to move the story along, if you just make a list, maybe start with like five or 10 different things, I would say five, things that you don't want to happen to me that would be hard because my dyslexia would get in the way of that one number five you have to know yourself and know the difference between doing your best and being fussy story is testing not refining zeke explain explain i i would say that you have to uh let yourself go you you don't need it to be perfect. Perfecto. Yeah. You just you just need it need to be be doing your best, not being fussy like or nitpicking. Nitpicking. That's my problem. Story Be is testing, not refining. Oh, that's a so big one. So you're testing one. what works and not not necessarily trying to. Got it. Like so, so what would be an example of that, Zeke, as far as knowing yourself knowing the difference between doing your best and being fussy. So they could have taken a long time developing Linguini's backstory, backstory and mm -hmm. his skills, and I think they just, they didn't. And they really yeah. didn't do Remy's either. They never talked about how he had the gift of smelling. Or where or, his mom is. Or where his mom from is. From what I can see from Ratatouille, it seems as though they uh, focus more on specific main characters, which was everyone in the kitchen. And um, you know uh, the two main. Uh, wow, there was. There well, really, was, there's only two. It's just the rat and the guy. And yeah, the and then they everyone didn't even surrounding really get into Colette or yeah. even the even the chef, the main uh, yeah. the main villain. You don't really hear a whole lot about no. his backstory. You don't know why him and Gusto were working together, yeah. or you know why he's a sellout now. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Why he's using him to sell millions mm -hmm. and millions of burritos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just seems like they narrowed narrowed it down instead of uh, being fussy and nitpicking on right. even on the actual details of the main characters. They still even narrow down the right. main characters because there's a lot there. There's a lot of um, possible backstory for everyone mm -hmm. you don't really this could really help someone who struggles someone like me who struggles with uh writing blocks because i definitely do that a lot okay so now we're on, to, on wally. to wally trying for a theme is important however you won't see what the story is about until the end of the story got it now rewrite it so what does so in in Wally, 
John Lasseter and all the writers went to a restaurant and sat down and talked about what they're going to do. The last one they talked about was the story of a robot named Wally, but they didn't think, oh, let, let's tell an environmentalist story out of this. They just had this idea, oh, what if, what if humanity left Earth and forgot to turn off the last robot? They didn't get into the theme of the story. They just had to write it They had first. the concept, the general concept. Mm -hmm. Yikes. So it's okay to write a whole entire story and then rewrite it? And then re rewrite it. Look for the plot in the story you've already written. Well, this is like a full-time job already. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Come up with your ending before you figure out the middle. Seriously, endings are hard. Get yours working up front. That's that's I've I've heard that that's before. That's hard. That start with the end first and then work backwards. Figure out how what? your characters got to the end. That would be. But how does one do that by themselves? Is it okay to ask people for sure. help? And you you look at other pieces of work too. Mm -hmm. You know, you look inspired. And see. Okay, now that you're taking thinking about other people pieces of work i know this is about wally but let's kind of like backtrack to um uh bug's life that's pretty much the story of magnificent seven which is the story of the seven samurai an old kurosawa movie so that's like three stories right like written. so they yeah so basically they just adapted an old samurai movie and just put bugs to into it. bugs which is mm -hmm. really clever and, and cool okay, and if right? you guys have not seen um, Magnificent Seven or Seven Samurai. You guys should check it out. That's one of. We'll put that in the show notes. A link to yeah. that. That's actually relates to the next topic. Pull about pull apart stories you like. What you like in them is a part of you. Recognize it before you use it. Yeah, because you don't want to plagiarize stories, but you you can also use kind of the emotion or thing. Like one of my favorite stories is. The Sound of Music. I, I really like the, the, the whole story of that. And even with Wally, is almost kind of like The Sound of Music. Really? How? Well, there's a lot of music. <laughs> there's a there lot is of music. a lot of music. <laughs> and there's two people in love. Well, most, most, most stories, I think Zeke's talked about this before. Um, how, how many... How many stories are there actually? So you've got um, rags to riches, rags to riches, rags to riches, riches to rags, etc. Right, and and mm -hmm. you know fish out of water. So you take uh, what would be a fish out of water story, The Incredibles, mm -hmm. right? They're meant to be superheroes, but yet mm -hmm. they've been banned and been domesticated, and now they have to like. There's nothing funny. One of the funniest scenes in Incredibles is uh, Mr. Incredible working at an insurance company, you know, and and everything in him wants to save the day. And so when he's telling the old woman who had her claim denied to this is how you this basically this is how you work the system. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then he, you know, gets called up to the boss's office and winds up throwing the boss through the <laughs> through the wall. Like 10 walls. Yeah. Or five I mean, walls. that's. That's funny. That's fish out of water. Like he okay, wasn't what would, made to what work. What would Wally be though? Because you guys, Wally to me is a very complicated story. Oh, it's hugely complicated. It's more of a 
I wouldn't say it would be a rags to riches, but it's sort of... Definitely a story of an underdog. It's a story, story of love, for sure. Yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of But that of doesn't happen until, like, about maybe 20, 30 minutes into the movie, where you think, oh, what is this going to be about? Like, he's just... Well, I always thought that she was going to kill him. <laughs> Eva. Eva. Yeah, I thought she was going to kill him, but... Um, what are the Well, stakes? maybe somebody out there could know, uh, could tell us what they think uh, Wally is based on, like a template. Well, well, the, there are stories that it is based on of course you see elements of uh space odyssey in it and mm -hmm. there's also it's like the story of noah there's like this big boat mm -hmm. and then this dove who's eva mm -hmm. comes and then brings back a plant mm -hmm. to show that it's time to come back to earth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it lands on a mountain and all these people and robots come out like how to rebuild the earth yeah. the plant is actually a like character. the olive life yeah the olive leaf the plant is like a little bit of it's a, a savior. it's called a mcguffin mcguffin what's the what is a mcguffin go ahead zeke it's a plot device it's something that the all of the characters want and will strive to get it like the ring of power mm. everybody wants it so they're gonna go out of their way to get it like Otto wants the plant because he wants it gone because he doesn't want to go back to earth and Eve wants it because it's her job yeah it's part of her programming That's and what then she's meant to do and then Wally wants it because he likes it it's really I like that story, uh, Wally, because it just reminds me of like Adam and Eve somehow. Yeah, that's also what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, Wally was lonely, Adam was lonely, and then Eve came, and then he's no longer lonely. That's cool. That's neat. So what are the stakes? Give us a reason to root for the character. What happens if he doesn't succeed? It doesn't. What? what happens if he doesn't succeed? Stack the odds against him. Oh. So, yeah, Wally's the perfect one for that. If he mm -hmm. doesn't get that plant where it needs to be on, on the ship, then all of humanity just ends up living in space forever and, and get, never gets to come back to Earth. And what is the reason for rooting for Wally? Because he's in love with Eve. And, and they Eva. need to get that plant back to Earth. Right. And he knows that if he does that, that fulfills her programming this is also what i like about wally is that it kind of reminds me Otto reminds me of corrupt politicians and well, how that's a whole other episode <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying um, <laughs> what happens if he doesn't succeed um in your mind i think when you're writing a story you have to give enough time and space for the person to uh develop um what ifs right mm -hmm. like a uh, like this could happen or what would you call that um what if what ifs okay and then stack the odds against him and that's what i like about good good written stories number five identify with your situation and characters don't write cool what would make we want to know what would make you act that way so you're writing you're when you're identifying with the situation and the characters uh, you don't want to write so much what's relevant. You want to you want to write what how you would act in that situation. Like realistic. Realistic. 
So, uh, Gabe, what do you think about that one? With Wally? Yeah. Um, Wally's not really cool in any way. If you think mm -hmm. about it, he's like outdated technology. He's a trash man. Mm -hmm. Like he's a garbage guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's the garbage collector. And um, it's not like he has any like cool weapons. And mm -hmm. they all of a sudden don't like in the middle of the film, you know, oh, he discovers he's got this laser on the top of it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. like he's all this crazy robot. And mm -hmm. He's just this ordinary robot. Although Eva was cool when yeah, she started I mean, she had blown cool, things up. She had cool weapons, but it's not like he did. And all of a sudden now he's like, yeah. you know, he actually like kind of dies in the process of saving the world you know and the love at the end is what kind of brings him brings mm -hmm. him back but you know for all intents and purposes um you know wally's crushed at the end of the movie and you think he's dead mm -hmm. you know he's, well and then all the people in their sitting in their chairs in this day and age it's not cool to portray people uh having you know uh, a problem society having a problem which would be um being you know, fat and lazy or, or yeah being lazy and obese um well, and one of the things that zeke had said that he found uh about wally because wally isn't necessarily one of the cooler pixar movies it's not one of the ones that get usually mentioned it's underrated in the top. it's a very underrated mm -hmm. for a pixar movie because it just didn't do all that well um mm -hmm. as a pixar movie was I guess at that time expected to do because they were just cranking hit after hit mm -hmm. after hit and then they get to Wally, -E, which is like the very last of all the stories that the original founders of Pixar came up with um, but it wasn't it wasn't one that uh, was very critically acclaimed and Zeke was saying that um, when he was researching uh, oh one one of the things they had a beef with it was that the humans were obese. Yes. Mm, that wasn't politically correct. Yeah. Plus, wasn't politically correct. And I think that, It was offensive, I guess. I think that's stupid because if people have a problem with obesity, like... like You need Sesame, to bring it to somebody's attention. Sesame Street like tells you, oh, you gotta exercise. Mm -hmm. Wally just shows you what happens if you don't exercise. It shows you what happens if you just sit around and watch... Mm -hmm. TV and and, and see and that's what I like about Wally is because that <laughs> wait say that again <laughs> is that how you say it except <laughs> two centennial cupcake in a cup the one thing that um that I like about Wally is is that um that plant represents you know it represents fruit trees and you know it represents uh cultivating <laughs> pizza plants pizza planet um so anyway uh yeah so don't always write what's relevant uh you know be yourself be um be unique and what would uh and and what would make you act that way Gabe what do you mean as far what do they what does that mean oh be realistic and what would cause you as a character to act in a certain way mm -hmm. so i don't know in wally i guess he again didn't he didn't become the robot that you know um had all the answers or had all the cool weapons he just used what he had and what he had was that weird compartment where he would store the trash and that's where he hid the 
hit the, the, plant. the plant in order to bring it to Eve. But he would have never done that if he didn't make friends with someone who inspired him. And that's what I like about Eve is she's pretty much his helpmate. And, you know, in a marriage, you're, the woman is usually the one that inspires the man to do something that can save the world. <laughs> so, And it's realistic because, like, Wally is oblivious. <laughs> exactly. Right, He's he like, didn't even he know any look. of this. Yeah, he didn't really <laughs> understand that anything was going on yeah. outside of his little world mm-hmm. and his little he cockroach. He was just so in love with Eva yeah. that he was going to follow her to the end, uh, end to of the, the universe. End. Exactly. Yeah, so that pretty much concludes uh, our episode of Pixar's rules of story structure. Like Zeke said, um, we only covered about 15 of them. There are 22, but there is a link in the show notes to the full article where we got these from. And um, we'd like to know what your favorite um, Pixar movie is and you know what, why you liked it. And uh, if, if you would, leave a review for us on the Apple iTunes store and And don't forget to subscribe to Oh Oh My Geekers. Geekers.